Well, yo, yo, check this out. This is MC Light, your host, Miss Denia. www.denitizensforyou.com And I have a, a very special co-host with me this evening. He is the owner of Next Legacy and definitely doing the damn thing all over the country. Shout out to the fam in Boston. I am branded. How are you? Ah, it's you all go. good. It's like all good. Welcome to, the, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to Denia Azure Radio. I got to get you an intro, girl. We got to we got to set it up. I know off, we got to right? work on that. So I got to make sure I get you. Time to do all that stuff. So I was trying to I'll get you. I'll one get you one on the next go around. I get you one on the next go around. It's all good. It's all good. I'm it's here. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Right? My thing's acting all crazy. My sister don't want to play no music. But it's okay, though. So I guess we're just supposed to get into the topic, I guess. I'm assuming. <laughs> That's what Bob Talk's telling me today. Because we don't want to play my I mean, song. But it's all good, though. It's all good. But it's okay. So say, it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. So let me tell y'all what we have in store for you tonight. We have a dynamic panel of some incredible people. And what are we talking about tonight? Being African-American in the world of social media, what are the struggles and how we overcame them? Man. <laughs> wow. I can't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> and hey, the like, so- this topic, this topic, can I say this? This topic is, whoo, it's going to be some <laughs> stuff that needs to be told. Like, I mean, I have Woo! very strong opinions about, this. I mean, I know we got a panel of people tonight, right? So, you know, I'm I wanna yeah. I'm gonna defer to you being the host in your panel of, of people, but I got stuff to say. Social media, <laughs> media sure in general, <laughs> people's perception, all that stuff. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to discuss. I'm ready. You have that's no what's idea. That's what's up. <laughs> And we got two of our panelists on the line, so I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Hopefully, Blog Talk will be nice today. Hold on. Let's see. So we have the owner of HFL Magazine and K4SENT, Kevin Forrest, is in the building once again. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Hey, hey. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me on tonight. What's up, man? You ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. All right. (laughs) That's what I like to hear. Let's do it. <laughs> and we got my diva, Miss Celebrity, makeup artist herself, and a speaker at the upcoming Periscope Summit coming January 14th to the 17th in San Francisco. Cannot wait to meet her. This girl is amazing. She is a motivator. She is a great speaker. She is a huge giver. 
when I, when I talk about giving, she's giving away stuff all the time when it comes to beauty, always doing charity work, always doing nothing but incredible things. Cannot wait to talk to her. Please welcome my diva, Miss Paja Hudson. Hey, Hello. hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hi, thank you for having hey, me. Hey, my queen. Hello, my are queen. You? Are you ready tonight? Are you ready tonight, very, my queen? I'm very much ready. All right, that's what I'm talking about. I'm I'm ready. I'm 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 ready because not just y'all ready because I feel like topics like this need to be put out there, not just for the for the masses, but people should be listening like worldwide on a on a topic like this because I'm pretty sure y'all is just gonna tell it like it is, like we will. So you know, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 ready. I'm born ready yeah, for this. Denia is your radio is the truth. Let's get it yes, on. Yes, yes. Let's get it on. <laughs> And last but not least, we have our final amazing panelist. We have Mandiva, who is the Ebony Magazine deemed Blab Superstar. Miss Tashan Parks Twyman is in the building. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everybody. Hi, Denise. Hello, my queen. Hey, Hi, my hey. queen. Hey, everybody. Uh, hello. <laughs> How are you all doing this evening? Doing well. Doing we got well. wonderful. Can we got you? we got kings we got kings and queens on tonight. It's all good. You ready too, right? Are you ready? Oh, I've been ready. I stay ready. Ooh, <laughs> hey, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> Lord <laughs> have mercy. Lord have mercy. All right. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna start with Paige first. Paige, tell everybody who you are and what you do, and and all about how you got chosen for Periscope Summit. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so I'm a Los Angeles-based uh, freelance makeup artist. I'm also a uh, speaker, motivator, uh, beauty brand influencer. Um trying to think of all my titles now. Um, a blogger, um, entrepreneur, everything. And uh, basically how I got chosen for Periscope Summit was when I came on to Periscope, I came on right when they were having the other Periscope Summit, the first one. And I saw all the scopes, and it was really exciting, but I said there's no representation of the beauty industry, and I don't like to be ignored. It bothers me. So um, I said, you have to give it to us. I said, we're a recession-proof industry. I said, during the recession, we still, we still, you know, took in $60 billion when people couldn't afford to live. So, and we've revolutionized, you know, the Internet. Every time you turn around on Instagram, on YouTube, there's a how-to video about how to do your hair, how to do your makeup, and and we bring in we bring money to all these sites, including including sites like Periscope. And so I contacted, um, you know, Ryan Bell and all these other people, the creators of Periscope Summit, and I said, hey, I said I have some ideas. I said I definitely don't think you need to leave without, and we could bring you guys a completely different audience and perspective. So. Um, I hit him up, and he said, okay, you know what, when we have the next summit, make sure you follow up with this message. And I did that, and and it was all uphill from there. Mm. That's what's up. That's definitely what's up. Congratulations oh, on your grind. Course, I respect that. And, of course, that. So from the team, I'm sorry, I can't leave out the Shan. I can't leave out you guys because without you guys, because they could have picked any 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 beauty girl, black, white, whatever. They could have picked anybody to represent beauty um, at Periscope Summit, but, we worked as a team to make sure we were tweeting them, retweeting each other's um, scopes and, and tweets and things like that so that they could see the power of, of what we do and who we are. So I definitely am not going to act like I did it by myself. I definitely have a great support team out there. So, Absolutely, absolutely. Love it. 
Love it. Yeah, team, team P. Diddy. Team P. Diddy. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and Mr. Champak's time. And sorry about it, who you are and what you do, please, Miss Lady. Uh, I'm Tishan. I'm like, like I'm kind of like Beyonce. I'm like the only one on the planet. Um, but no, actually, um, I am a business consultant and I'm a media marketing strategist. What I do is I work with urban professionals and entrepreneurs. I show them how to leverage the power of the internet from digital media to social media, email marketing, relationship marketing, and uh, tech. And I show them how to leverage those tools to establish their brand. Uh, scale their business for growth and increase their income, and, and how to use those tools both on and offline to basically make more money, right? And I think that's a that's an element in the conversations that we're not having in the online communities. They talk a lot about community. They talk a lot about you know the digital and how to drive traffic, but for some reason the conversation is being left out is how to get paid. And if that is not the point of being in business, then I don't understand why you're even having a conversation. So I've inserted that conversation and what's been going on in the uh, digital and online communities and really showing people how to convert their online conversations into customers, clients, and compensation. So that's what I do. Real, real quick, can I also, can I, can I, I mean, I, I salute what you're doing, but also can I say that, you know, in addition to making money, like if you're doing anything on a business level too, like not just not just the money-making aspect, but the uh the, the the drive to be able to continue a business and leave a legacy for the next generation, not just your family, but other people to take it over when you're gone, because we're all not going to be here, you know, in the next, you know, 75, 8,500 years, but that business still needs to be continuous, you know what I mean? So it's deeper than just the mute, the money part of it. It's all It's also about trying to be able to extend that and leave a legacy for other people to be able to continue what you started. Absolutely, and I think the best way to do that is through education. It's through having this conversation. Most people think a legacy is with money or a building. A legacy right. are you able to trans are you able to transfer your knowledge and your wisdom of how to build a business, generate that revenue, and also replicate it to the next generation. That's a legacy, and if we don't yep. talk about it then we can't be about it. And I and I think that yep. conversation is missing, and I'm okay with having that conversation. Mm. Amen. That's what's up. That's what's up. And last but not least, Mr. Kevin Forrest, can you tell people who you are and what you do? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm Kevin Forrest, uh, owner of K4S Entertainment, HFL Magazine. Um, pretty much I make music. You know, I, I do producing for music. But outside of that, I also handle HFL Magazine, which is turned into, you know, an independent uh, powerhouse. I kind of branched off from the music um, to a website and got into media and then created uh, the independent platform, HFL Magazine. That's what's up. That's definitely what's up. So we're going to start off with the first question. I'm going to go to Peja first. So what made you decide to get into the media world? Huh. Um, honestly, I think it was just uh, part of God's plan because, uh, honestly, I wanted to be an entertainment lawyer growing up. So I really wanted to be extremely behind the scenes. I had no intention of being in front of the camera, doing anybody's makeup, touching anybody's face. I wanted to be a paper pusher and make sure that everybody's paperwork was good, and that's about it. 
Um, and then as I grew up and saw how nasty it was to have to be an entertainment lawyer, uh, I just decided it wasn't for me. So I went the business route, and I decided, you know, I'll, I'll be in business and sales and marketing, got my degree, all that stuff. So while I was in college, I started doing makeup as a hobby on myself because um, I didn't know how to do makeup. And so I said, well, I'm, I'm going to learn. I'm going to practice on myself. So very quickly I picked it up. And people just started saying you should do it. And, and so I, I remember it was, you know, I graduated from college in 2010. So I graduated into that, that class, that recession, where they didn't expect us to get jobs for, like, up to two years. And they were right. Um, so right. I'm doing makeup. And, yeah, my brother called me and he says, why don't you do it on people professionally? I know a pro makeup artist. I'll see if you can shadow her. You know, she can be your mentor. And it kind of took off from there. And then I, and then I, you know, after I got on camera and YouTube and things like that back in the day, I realized, um, people like me a little bit, I guess. You know, honestly, it's still always, believe it or not, a shocker for me. Um, I'm just kind of, like I said, just going along with it and just seeing where God takes me with it because I never, ever wanted to be a, a movie star, a reality show star, a TV star, any of those things. Um, I just always wanted to, like, be what I'm supposed to be, though. So if it's, if it's meant for me to be a speaker or be a voice or be a face so that I communicate, so that I can be the difference and communicate the right message, then I'm willing to do that. But that's really how it happened. But now that I'm here, I'm seeing what's going on. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to stay here because I got I to gotta be the change, you know? Right. Absolutely. That's what's up. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Tishan, um, same question, please. What made you decide to get into the media world? Oh, my God. Paige, I really think that, you know, the more we get to know each other as friends, it's, most people don't know Paige and I are actually friends. We met in Periscope <laughs> World. And uh, shout out to everybody in the Love Tribe over in Periscope. And that's why I love you, Anaya, as well. Shout out to the Love Tribe. And um, I uh, I was actually, I was, I was introduced uh, to online media in 2013, I I was recovering from a head-on collision, and I was rehabilitating. At the time, I couldn't walk. Um, I had lost my business before. I had a business. I had been in business since I was 23. I was a high six-figure earner at the time, and then I got in a head-on collision earlier that year, and by the end of the year, I couldn't walk or really talk, so I couldn't move, and I lost my business, and, and I was going through therapy, and I was rehabilitating very quickly. I know this is kind of a strange story, but I was rehabilitating quickly. And so I started helping my therapist with her clients. And she was just like, well, can you help go through this process with people that have gone through the same thing with you? I said, sure, I can help them. And um, um, I was doing, helping her with a training with a very small group. And when I got there with the training, one of the young ladies were like, hey, so Ms. Palmer, where's your pay gate? I'm like, what's a pay gate? She said, well, where do I go to pay you for this session? And if anyone knows me, I'm always about how to convert anything into compensation. And my my wheels were like, oh, boy, I can get paid, and I didn't move. I can't move. I can't even get out of bed. And you're telling me I can pay <laughs> someone who's willing to pay me for my expertise. And that moment I knew, and I started searching for ways of how to make money online, leveraging online platforms because I was able to communicate with her. And she was in Alaska, and I was in Georgia. And that's, that's where it started, and it, it, it's morphed in it from there, and I've been able to collaborate with some really good friends. As a matter of fact, I'm on the radio right now, and I'm on training because I'm in student mode right now, learning from some of my colleagues the new, you know, Internet marketing techniques that I need to know. So I'm training right now at the same time in here, 
So I always want to get good at what I do. And so I entered the whole online media thing from, from you know, after getting in an accident. Um, so, you know, like Paige, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. So um, I quit law school. I always wanted to be a lawyer since I was in the first grade. And I was in law school when I was introduced to entrepreneurship, and I quit law school after my second semester, and I've been working for myself ever since. But ever since then, I didn't really tap into media because I don't like to be in front of the camera. I don't like to be the person right now on the radio. That's not my style. I'm behind the scenes. I'm an orchestrator. I make things happen. I'm like the Quincy Jones. But <laughs> this thing came out here, and I'm like, got to take advantage of it. And so now I'm out of my comfort zone. But I'm good. It, I'm good at it, but it's not my preference. So it's kind of like one of those things. God kind of puts you in something, and He's like, you know, you can keep fighting it, or you can just roll with it. I just decided to roll with it, and it's been flowing ever since. So that's what how I got into hey. it. That's what's up. We are friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what's up. Uh, Kevin, same question. Yeah, well, I've been in music since 2005, and um, as I got better and better at it, uh, I was, you know, attempting to reach out to people, you know, to try to get exposure. You know, so I was trying to get, you know, interviews or, you know, radio play and that kind of thing. But people at the time, this is like 2007 at this point. So at the time, you know, people just weren't really um, paying attention to me because they figured, okay, well, you know, music is okay, but, you know, he doesn't have the resume to go with it. So in um, 2009, 2010, I was like, you know what, if no one's going to – help me, you know, and open the door for me, I'm just going to go and do it on my own. And so I created uh, K4SENT.com, um, and I would put up, you know, my stuff, <laughs> and I would I would tweet it and I would post it and that kind of thing. And I would also put up things for other independent artists as well. And what ended up happening was, you know, the website got really popular very quickly. I, I was at six, seven million hits in a matter of four months, you know, so I was like, oh, well, you know, I need to utilize, you know, this spotlight as as best I can. So I was able to use it to put other independent artists on, and I realized people were paying attention. They they basically, they, they understood, you know, what I was trying to do at that point. So Next thing, um, a friend of mine, Polo the Fur King, he puts me on to Sirius Radio, and we get 2 million listeners that night. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this spotlight is serious. <laughs> so this is, this is something else right now. So I was like, while I'm here, let me try to create a platform for other artists that have the same struggle, that are trying to get out there, trying to show people that they have the talent, but they don't have – the connections or whatever the case may be to be able to really put their name out there in the spotlight. So I'm like, since I have this spotlight, let me put as many people as I can in it. And that's when I came up with HFL Magazine because I've noticed that a lot of magazines, especially independents, were coming out and basically dropping off the face of the earth. And I was like, I need to do this and do it right, you know, not just for me, but for other people like me that are willing to put in the work but just don't have the the platform to show people what they've been up to. And so, you know, from there we ended up with, you know, celebrities on the cover and all these different things, and we're still here. 
five, you know, almost five years later. Yeah, I know. It's crazy that it's almost been five years. It'll be five years in <laughs> July of next year. <laughs> yep, yep. Mm. It's pretty dope. So actually, I'm going to start with you for this, um, Kevin, for the second question. What has been your experience in the field, in, in your field as a person of color? And this is a two-part question. And what do you, and what have you done differently in order to stand out? I think as a person of color, it's definitely a lot harder to be taken seriously. I think you start at negative zero, you know, if there's such a thing. And um, you have to prove yourself in so many different circles to be taken seriously in media because everybody comes up with an idea every day. And so it's easy to start it, but, you know, can you can you finish it? You know, so it's like that you know, that actually, you know, made me really start to pay attention. And how I set myself apart is that I don't put myself in any one niche. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not an urban situation. It's not, a, it's not a black situation. It's entertainment and lifestyle. And it's no different than your GQs and your Essence and your Sources and your XXL, which is why the, the celebrities respond to it and they gravitate toward it. You know, the VH1s and the Maybach Music and the Def Jam and and Direct TV, all these all these different things they gravitate you know toward it because of the fact that um, versatile. You have to be able to be a chameleon. You know, you have to fit in a fit in a particular box but still be able to show who you are and that will allow you to be able to set yourself apart. You don't want to be the same as everyone else that's trying to do a magazine otherwise you wouldn't have this longevity. Okay, definitely, definitely. Okay, cool, cool. Um so Peter, same question. And can you repeat the question for me again? Because oh, we all know my what, memory is. Uh, sorry about that. What, what has your experience been in your field <laughs> as a panel of, as, sorry, in your field as a person of color? And what do you, what do you have to do differently in order to stand out? Huh. <clears throat> well, um, first off, you know they always expect us. Like Tashan was saying the other day, when they see us coming to an event, they expect us to be. You know, without saying this in the wrong way, but to be the help, you know, we're we're makeup, we're hair, um, we're style, you know, we're something, you know what I mean? Um, so it's not it's not that it's difficult to be. Well, I, I put it like this: we just have to be that much better than everybody else. We have to make sure that we come to set dressed right. Um, we have to make sure that you know we we can't act. You know, somebody not who does not look like me can maybe make mistakes that I can't make, you know what I mean? And I have to come and be very, very professional while I see other other women um, who are not of color come to set, and they come to set in sweats and stuff like that, and they can get rehired. But if I was to do that, I wouldn't get rehired. Um, so I just have to be different and make sure that I'm extremely professional. Um, I have to show them that I am intelligent. I have to show them that I am educated and that I do take this job seriously, and I do have to go out of my way to show them that I am more than prepared and that this is just not a hobby for me, that this indeed is my business because they just in general and not even just in my industry, they just expect less from us always. Wow. Um, Yeah, and that's just the truth. Um, So I just have to be better. Remember that episode of Scandal, what was that, a year or two ago, 
when her father was like, you have to be better than them always. You know, you always have to be better than them, All, you know, and no matter what you do, because they don't expect you to be. They, you know, or if you do something average, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I expect there to be average. So it's just making sure that I show them that I'm professional, I'm educated too, um, and I mean business when I come around here, you know. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. All right, and Mr. Shan, um, same question. So what has been your experience in your field as a person of color, and what do you have to do differently in order to stand out? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I did, I did, I did, I did. Sorry about that. I was muting it out. Make sure you guys didn't pick up the background noise. Um, Sorry, good. uh, (laughs) What do I have to do differently? Everything. Everything. Absolutely everything. Um, Just if you've gotten to know me, some people don't. I've always worked in industries where I was the kind of the odd man out. I I typically work in industries that were always male dominated. I worked in industries that, but they appealed to me. There were things that were attractive to me. They were in alignment with my skill set. And like Paige said, um, my my parents told me I always had to go up and be better than everyone else. They always told me that African Americans in this country at the time have to work four times harder than everyone else just to get ahead. And I never took that as a racist thing. I know a lot of people. Sorry Uh-oh. about that. A lot of people talk okay. about, sorry about that. Yeah talk about racism, but even, you know, I'm a double minority. I'm a woman and, and, and I'm a, and I'm African-American, so I have to deal with racism and sexism. So what it said to me was that the deciding factor of me winning and getting booked or getting hired was based on my own effort, and I had 100% control of that. So if that was the, I mean, that was the only variable. So when I go into a situation already knowing that I'm not blind, I'm not delusional, so what have I had to do to stand out? Um, in media, marketing, and even in, and I would just take my industry now, um, as a woman, at times uh, when I talk about business, it's not always appreciated what I say because of how I look. I'm going to dress up, my hair is going to be swathed, I'm going to put on makeup, but I'm not talking about beauty like Tasia. I'm talking about media, marketing, monetization, branding, business, the numbers, the logistics. And sometimes it can be taken differently. Oh, wait a minute. I wasn't expecting that from the diva. Well, that was your bad. But the, but the, but the caveat is, it, it, it's one of my, my mentors, one of my mentors, Grant Cardone, says the number one rule in marketing is get the attention. So I do different things. Such as my hair is typically platinum blonde. Next week my hair will be platinum blonde and gray. Okay. I stand out. I wear ruby red lipstick, and I talk about things that you're not expecting to hear from an African-American woman, like uh, the gentleman said. I'm not like in a particular niche. My message is not niche. It's, not, it's about leadership. It's about business. It's about media. It's about monetization. It's not race-specific. It's not gender-specific. It's not anything specific. It is if you are a person and you want to be a boss, you want to handle your business. You really want to know what it takes to be successful in business. And I've been in, an entrepreneur since I was eight. I've had official business since I was 23 and 36. This is what it's really going to take. And it doesn't matter what color you are. This is what you're going to have to do. Here's the ABC, no hustle and fluff, no cotton candy coaching. I'm not going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you the real deal. 
And so what happens is I stand out because the majority of the people that follow me are males. I mean, because it, it isn't sensitive, it's not for or pro or anti. So what helps me stand out is, number one, work ethic. I get, I, I'm get up before you. I go to bed after you. Um, I make myself stand out. I'm not. I'm okay with touching subjects that may be a little, you know, a tad bit racy for other people because, I mean, hey, I'm black. I mean, I'm used to being uncomfortable. So I embrace the dis- what supposedly the disadvantages and I convert them to be my footstools to stand upon, which makes me stand out. African-American woman, I'm a business consultant. I talk about media marketing monetization. I'm not talking about fashion, hair, and makeup. Now, don't get me wrong. I love fashion, hair, and makeup, and I think that uh, if you guys check out the blab we did last week on my blab show, we talked about the beauty of bi- the bi- the beauty of business and about how business professionals like Cajun and other women aren't respected, but they have to do 20 times the amount of work. And I'm not saying it just because, and it has nothing to do with the race. If if you are, and let me give a shout out to Paige because I know I want to take up a moment, but I want to give a shout out to Paige because this is what I respect about minority makeup artist professionals. As a minority makeup artist professional, you have to know the blend of almost 45 different shades of brown. Mm-hmm. Minorities come in 45 different shades of brown, and you have to know how to mix blend perfectly for different tones, different skin types, tone, skin types, and, and, um, and um, shades. Oily skin, bright skin, are they brown with a red undertone? You've got now combinations of those 45 shades. You look at other people outside of you know, in the masses, they have about six, maybe I think about four tones, three different skin types, only three types of hair types. You don't have to remember a lot on that palette. With, with, with minorities, you have to remember not only 45, but a combination of that 45. That is the skill of a straight gangster. And when you're good, it's not only the talent, then you got to handle the business of the business, like a business. Mm-hmm. And those and, and that is not represented, and that's why we did a show last week having Paige and some other ladies. That's still business. That's business like Fortune 500 business. That runs like CEO business because I've come from that. I've worked with those people who are making that kind of revenue, and I'm always listening like, this sounds like something my homegirl does. Why, let's go put her in that position. But media is a challenge. It's not an obstacle. It allows us now to put ourselves in our own position. No one else had to give us a hookup to get on media because there's no racism. A computer is not racist. It doesn't care. You run the program, it does the work. Mm. So we put our own right. stuff on now. So that's what makes me stand out. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I think, and I, and I love what you said, that, that, media, that media itself is not racist. Media itself is not the problem. But I think what the problem is, the fact of what is what are images of social media, and that's part of the issue that we have today. And that's why you're, talk, you're talking about that you um, that I know that you have a lack of support when it comes to certain things. The fact that every single one of you guys are on an amazing platform, every single one of you guys are doing incredible things, but you're still not at that in top top level. And it's like, why? What the heck is going on? You know what I mean? Well, it, we'll just, see. Just, we'll see. Let me let me let me kind of break it down then, because I think now I think we should bring everybody in to kind of talk about just like whatever's on air, like. I think when it comes to media, I mean, media, I feel like this. Media can be racist. It can be biased as biased can be because there's so many different layers of it, and there's so many different things that they will either push out to the public or they won't even do it. It's just so much drama 
that they would go ahead and feed it. You'll see it on news reports. You'll see it on so many different channels as far as all the chaos. But you never hardly hear anything about success. You never hardly hear about, you know, a lot of the stuff that's positive in communities. You just hear the guns, you hear the drugs, you hear the women, the prostitution, you hear the, you know, the negativity that a lot of people post up or put out there. You always hear drama. It's drama-filled, but it's never geared towards, you know, the positive aspects of, you know, how you market your brand or how you do it. There's a lot of teachers and educators out here, but the sad thing about the way the media is, you know, they put a spin on it every single time. Like, somebody's to blame and then, you know, we go in there. And, I, you know, we can talk about later how, you know, loosely a lot of, you know, and I'm just going to keep it solid, like a lot of our black males and black females, like, you know, they take the social media aspect for granted because, you know, mm-hmm. they, they put out and push out so much negative product that they don't even go and shine. Like, you know, everybody got, you know, money in their hands on Instagram, like that got stacks of money, like that's going to impress the next person. But they don't even, like, I would rather see them post up a diploma, a high school or a college diploma of a child and say, this is what you need to achieve in order for you to do it. But instead, they put that they put that money out there as a, as a carrot. But they don't put mm-hmm. teachers or education or diplomas out there. And to me, that's, 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 the reason, that's the reason why I say, you know, a lot of media can be super biased in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's that bias that I feel really dictates how everyone else, you know, from a from a mainstream standpoint, approaches that media. Well, what are what are these people paying attention to? Are they paying attention to the stacks of money? Is the stacks of money getting likes and hearts over the diploma? Yeah, that that's what shows, you know. And so it's like with that, you see thousands and thousands of people with stacks and, and fake hundreds and, you know, that's another topic and, you know, and all these things. For sure. <laughs> you know, and at the end of the day, it all it's doing is deteriorating, you know, us as a people and, and limiting the ambition of the next generation. It's like this, because, you know, I definitely want the ladies to, you know, have y'all opinion on some of the stuff that's out there, too. But, you know, y'all, y'all see a lot of it, and, and I'm geared towards my brothers and sisters, black male, you know what I'm saying? I got to speak on my other black males and black females. And this is, you know, I know it's multicultural, and we're going we gonna to get to y'all, but I'm just, you know, I'm putting, I'm putting my black males and females in a pocket right now because, you know, the stuff that I see online is out of pocket. Like, you know, like promoting y'all business right now should be, like, applauded and commended and this, that, and the other. But instead, there's a lot of us that will go ahead and post up fights between in their neighborhoods. And you don't see a lot of white people do that. Like, you don't see a lot of white people post up videos of, of you know, neighbors fighting each other. And then, you know, the brothers that's in the video saying, we're going to put it on World Star. We're going to put it on World Star. Right. You know what I'm saying? All that. Like, we don't see, we don't, we get more of that than anything out there. And people would like that more than they would like educators, people putting out serious products. So we got to find a way and a lane to be able to just, you know, get these people to understand it's deeper than just that. A lot of people put that stuff out there, and that's sad. Every time, like, I get so turned off by it. It's just ridiculous now because it's just a, it's just a, it's being a little too extra right now, and you don't have to do that. Instead, like you know, people can have beef all they want to. Either they, for me personally, 
Go in the ring and deal with that or talk about it peacefully. You know what I mean? Like, you know, do something do something a little bit more constructive instead of having some side dude or female post a video up, you know, with people fighting and they ain't even trying to stop it. You know what I mean? It's just sad. It's just sad. But, you know, the media spin on blacks, like, you know, and, 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 I, and I like I said, I ain't racist far from it, but you get a, life, a lot of white people probably saying, yep, there you go. Yep, there, there you go. go. Mm-hmm. You can just go to World Star, and that's the Bible right there, because you know what World Star does? They promote that propaganda. And to me, that's not mm-hmm. fair either. I agree. And I mean, uh, yeah. even with. Yeah, and even with the World Star situation, a lot of times, even those websites are owned by, you know, people other than people of color, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, it, and and so they're dictating what they want to see or what they want you to see, you know what I mean? Right. And, and so it creates a situation where we're not even fully represented on the sites that, or even the the TV channels. I mean, BET is owned by Viacom, and it used to be owned by Bob Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But it, but, yep. but he sold out. You know, and, and you know to become a billionaire. You know, it is what it is. But now you have a situation, you know, where it's like going from BET Uncut, and they get rid of um, Team Summit, and they get rid of, yep. you know, 106, and all these things that kind of show people and their success stories and their intelligence are then cast to the wayside, you know what I mean? Yep. Look look at that, what, what you just said. You know, BET was a, the perfect example. It was owned by Johnson. Now Viacom, you know, is white-owned, and, you know, and they they took out like the core values like team summit mm-hmm. you know how many mm-hmm. times i watched that during my during my uh you know adolescence and appreciated the fact that there was somebody out there that was looking out for somebody else out there too like you know how solid that was and mm-hmm. you know and and it's gone and and they don't have that many lanes like that and the lanes that they do have is not is not like it's not being promoted and it's the generation this this that that weird generation that we're in right now because you know, they're still trying to find themselves and I'm not gonna condemn this condemn this generation. It's just they're confused. Like every single generation right now going forward is confused. But ladies, I have a question for y'all because you know how we just talked about the fact that all these, you know, uh these videos of fights and all that other stuff pops up, but you know, ladies just opinions you know, there's so many women out there that's, you know, taking selfie Instagrams, half naked, this, that, and the other, or whatever, and they're not even models. They're not models, but they're using social media for those continuous gains. Like, what are they trying to gain? Like, you know, I don't know if y'all, like, you know, tap in or speak to certain people or whatever in general, but when they take those selfies and they take it damn near naked or naked, you know, in most cases, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are they trying? Are they trying to gain self-esteem? Or are they trying to gain likes so they can be able to say, hey, I got 100,000 likes just because of my body or whatever? Like, what what is your opinion on that? Um, I have a very strong opinion on it. Um, but I, I think it's, it's not to blame anybody, but like you were ref, uh, referencing, uh, like the World Star videos and all that kind of stuff like that, I remember personally last year I made it a point to not like or share any more of those videos on my timeline, and they have virtually disappeared. Now all I get is maybe funny videos or a dog mm-hmm. doing something funny because it, we are that, – that, and that showed me because I did it as an experiment to see how powerful is just hitting the like button, you know. And um, recently on Periscope, you know, for anybody who watches, and you guys saw that, um, after I found out about Wow Wednesday from Danielle James and L'Oreal, I said, I will never, ever mention Woman Crush Wednesday again. We're going to do Wow Wednesday, which is Woman of Worth. 
I cannot right. stand. I cringe at the thought of Woman Crush Wednesday because it, it probably could have been something positive, but it turns into um, the day that men post pictures of girls bent over on Instagram. And wow. However, here's also how I feel, and, and you know, my brothers, y'all just got to work with me on this one because I'm not saying all brothers, but <laughs> a part of the reason why, a part of the reason why these girls feel like this is how they are going to get attention is because we have, in a sense, not individually, work with me, I'm speaking generally, been devalued by our men. I was actually just on the phone with somebody earlier saying, you know, I've been told as a black woman by my very own brothers um, that I'm not valuable. I'm I'm not desirable because of my skin tone and my and my background. And wow. while I know on an individual level that's not true, that's also what the media promotes, and that's also what we propagate. And then we have the people in the spotlight that they do go and marry a black woman or have kids with a black woman. Well, they're they're doing it with strippers and twerkers, and 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 the girls who are bent over in the videos. So now they don't feel like, and this is actually from, I'm getting a lot of this information from talking to a lot of my younger cousins, a lot of younger women, because I like to just sit there and just kind of see where their brains are. Not necessarily mentor them. I just want to listen to them sometimes talk and see really what pressures, what do you guys feel now? Because I know when we were younger, you know, coming out of high school and college, we didn't, thank you, Lord, we didn't have social media the way we do now. So the only examples we had before us was the Cosby show. You know, everybody wanted to be Laura Winslow. Um, We had that kind of stuff, you know, and I thank God for that. But now they're coming out of school and they're saying, well, I can get picked up by a basketball player. All I have to do is, you know, get on video and twerk or or wear some. I have a cousin who's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, I mean, you'll be lucky. But, Uh sweetheart, can I stop you real quick? Yeah, go ahead. It was like like that before social media. Like, the, the... the, the women flocking to the NBA stars, like, they flocked to Magic Johnson in the 80s. We didn't have social True. media back then. You know, they flocked to, you know, Eazy-E back in the day before social media. They mm-hmm. flocked to so many people yeah. back then before social media. So my thing is this, like, and, and I get what you're saying, and I feel you 100%, but it's like if mm-hmm. the women are looking for attention from the men, then they don't deserve the men that they're trying to give attention to, like, you know, mm. by being naked, half naked, this, that, and the other. Like, if they hold each other down, like, to me, like, the sexiest woman before she even stripped down, you know what I'm saying, to, like, next to nothing back in the early 90s with Janet Jackson. Because back in the 80s, she was like, she didn't have to do that. She was winning beforehand, and she didn't have to get down and, and dress a little loose or whatever. Like, she didn't but, do but that. Here, but here, but here, but here, here, here's the thing, though. And this is from someone, if you don't know me, I'm a very conservative type. Everyone knows me, Janaya knows me. I'm very conservative. You may not catch me in a tank top. Okay? And most of my yeah. friends are guys. Y'all stare at these girls. I'm one of those girls y'all don't talk to. You can't tell me later how pretty I thought you were after you've been gawking at this other girl. I was the girl in college you didn't talk to because I never wore the tight jeans every single day. So I start thinking, which I didn't give a damn, oh, well, I'm not pretty. And she was like, no, no, that's not true because she's a hot mess. What is she doing? Oh, that's the girl you're running after because she's half clothes, so you know she's going to give you some because it's attention. Attention does not mean respect. You give these girls attention 
women are wired to want attention from men, and men are wired to want attention from women. That's why guys have all these flashy clothes and cars and popping bottles so they can attract other women. Okay? Mm-hmm. Women right. now have been told to get on TV, get fake breasts, fake boobs, uh-huh. be Kim Kardashian who bought all of her body parts, uh. be the whole Kardashians who bought all their body parts, and you get to marry a Kanye West who puts her on a pedestal, and I'm sitting there just like, okay. And I'm gonna give, uh-huh. I'm gonna give a perfect example. This is something. This is I'm gonna just I'm gonna give twerking versus twerking. I'm just gonna go with the, the twerking chicks, right? Everyone knows I'm a big Amber Rose fan, not because she twerks, not because she you know half naked and say what she says. She she talks about the women who come from scantily or whatever background. She you know show her body and blah 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 blah. Guy drove over Amber Rose. But if you ever step back and observe Amber Rose's behavior, you never hear about Amber Rose sleeping with people. You never see Amber Rose at the club unless she's getting paid. You never see uh-huh. Amber Rose linked up to some ball players, slept with this guy to this guy to this guy to this guy. But because she she knows how to get attention, she knows marketers, and, and what you said about businesses, businesses will pay you for certain products that you use. And if you are pretty and attractive and you are doing what is getting attention and what gets males' attention, then other women are going to follow suit because you're getting the attention that they want to get from a man but, so they follow, follow, but so they follow suit. It's just human but, behavior. But, and but Amber Rose case, is a model, though, right? Amber Rose is a model, right? No, like she does no, modeling no, and so no, like that, Amber right? No, Amber Rose models on Instagram. She is now, but she was a stripper. <laughs> right, 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 right. She was a stripper. Right. Okay, so well, see, let me stop you there. Twerk, let me stop you real quick. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? She was a stripper then model, but she was still promoting her body in that same lane. So it's like, you know, that's that's why I say it's like, you know, you know, women are stripped down, and you know, those are the mo- let the models do what they do. But there's so many there's so many impressionable women who think that they are and they use their bathroom as a as a setting to try to be a model but they, they don't have modeling you know, because they don't they have get, modeling credentials. They, right, but they get five hundred guys to like their stuff. It's the same Yeah, thing. but what what is that? Right, they're not even trying to be supermodels. They're not but what is that but what is that woman what is but what is that woman that's going to have 500 likes? What does that do for her? Does that boost her self-esteem? It does. It does. Just hear what I'm saying. It does. Women and it gets, and it gets Drake okay. to notice her. It gets that kind yeah. of stuff. You know, I it, working on the inside of the industry, I can tell you right now, you know what happens with a lot of those girls? They get noticed, right? And then Drake mm-hmm. will call their publicist or whatever and say, hey, have her meet me at the airport. She's going to Miami with me because her booty is fat. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel wow. like that's the only way that they will get. But, but they don't. Re- they ain't gonna respect her though. They ain't gonna respect her at the end of the right, day. But they, they but not. Now this, isn't a, this isn't a respect but, generation but, though. But, this but, is the right, more of a third. But you generation. can't. But you can't say if you're gonna respect her or not. I mean, Kanye West married a woman that did a sex right. <laughs> right. And now she's now she's on the cover of everything. Her example right. shows here. I have dated every black man and keep sleeping with different ones. I did a But that don't make her that that don't make her that don't make her a winner in my eyes though. Like but, but, you know, no, that no, doesn't no, make no, her but, 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 but here's the thing, she's a winner to a lot of people. 
But she, she yeah. But that's why. People. But that's why a lot of people. But you know, I look at it as this: if people are going to look at, like, they can look at Kim Kardashian, they can say she won because she's on the cover of everything and she's doing TV this, TV that. That's not a winner to me. Like, and this is just my but opinion she, because but, you know people she, can look. She's winning. But she's winning. Yeah, but, she but in this what, what is she winning, though? What, what is she okay, winning? Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. With you asked earlier, what did she get out of it? She's getting paid. She's getting contracts. She's that, getting that TV. That is winning. That's not winning when, your, no, when your self-esteem no, 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 is, is so shot to the left. Yo, yo, because she came. But look, she came in the door. She came in the door as a, as you know, as a chick who got smashed by Ray J. In a in a sex video, that's how she came in the door. Like she came okay, in the but, door but, on the disrespect high, but you know they gonna people can say that she came up. She she ain't came up to me like that. I, I don't respect but her. Period. Right, like just based on whatever. She's still winning though. Yeah, and let me follow that up. She took she took her boyfriend leaking a sex tape that was gonna make him money, and her mama converted into something. I didn't say what she did was cool. I never said it was cool. Not moral. It's not moral, but it worked. It wasn't moral, but it worked. Just like the instance. <laughs> it, it, I mean, but like, that, like, that's just saying. Like, for example, gangster rappers talk about shooting people all the time. I've never been in a drive-by in my life, but every other song we talk about is getting coked up, popping pills, and shooting somebody. But see, but see, okay, wait, okay, you mentioned that. Let me let me stop because I grew up in that age where it's just like you know the NWAs was talking about real life street shit. So that was like that. I see. I can take it and look at it differently. But then see, there's a lot of people that can take that gangsterism and use it for selfish gain, and they have never seen a a a, a hood in their lifetime. They can go from the suburbs and they can talk about gangster this, gangster that, gangster that. But that doesn't make it. See, that's what I mean when I say that doesn't make it right. You get that suburb well, guy talking about all these all these things about the hood, and they haven't even done it. So how how was at the end of the day, just because they made a little bread, how can that make them a winner when they came through the door on a disrespect hype? And money to me, money and I and I go back to what I was saying about legacy. Your legacy is going to be what? Like just because you got a lot of money doesn't mean that you can be able to hold down and have a good legacy. Because true to form, like you can have not a whole lot of money, but you can hold yourself and your company down in the way you came in the door and be a legacy. You can be able so to have people to talk and about and you and on generations on top of that. You don't have to have a lot of money. It's about the conversion. Let me interject. That's wrong. Okay. If you don't have the money to hold your business down, it will not stay in business. Do not fool yourself. Business is run by one thing. It is fueled by money. How you get it, whether you do it positively or whether you do it morally, money is neutral. If you don't have mm-hmm. enough money to fund your business, you will go out of business, and nobody gonna remember you a hundred years from now. So okay, <laughs> so what about drug money? Drug money. Look at look There's at Ruthless Records and Death Row Records. Hold on, one last time again. But look at this. Look at look at y'all. Look at Ruthless Records and Death Row Records. They had all the power, all the money. And look at their businesses now. But can I say that we're in a different time? But we're, hold on, hold on. No, I drug drug money is better than, than huh? stripper money? Drug money is better than stripper money? Come on now. I ain't saying, hey, either, drug, either no, no, way. No, listen. E- listen, my cousins are with some straight, I ain't going to say their names, straight D-boys. 
but you can't tell me that it's more respected to be a gangster and sell dope to your people versus a woman taking off her clothes, getting naked to get her own money in the same hey, they, case. they both now morally you, are not right. right both were right, morally not what? right. Right, but guess what? You respect more of a Dr. Dre than you would a Kim Kardashian. Ooh, right. But let oh. me say this nah, too. I mean, you none of them, none of them the <laughs> You have to consider the time we live in, you guys. Kim Kardashian will, um, and and trust me, this is challenging for me to say, but Kim Kardashian, because of the way she changed things, especially with social media, exactly. will be legendary. She was doing wow. Legend, let, let Kim Kardashian legendary. Are you serious? I mean, I'm gonna Are you serious? She completely changed. Yeah, listen, listen. It's about she the conversion. She completely. Hold on, listen. Now, hold on, hold on. Say a positive legend. Huh? Go ahead, Deja. Oh, I'm not saying she's going to go down. It's just like Napoleon Hill is a is a legend and a positive thing, but he's still a master at what we did, so we still study him. I'm not saying Kim Kardashian is going to go down and be a president, Barack Obama. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is she no, did not, actually change. Mm. Right. So yeah. she did not. She did change the way social media is done. She now uh, has yeah, there. no doubt. No right, doubt. But it ain't it ain't not one thing it ain't but it ain't not one thing that she's done as as, you know, biz like business, yeah, she got the internet on lock. A lot of people talk about her, it's whatever. That's fine. Right. I, that's, and what that's about fine. what are our goals now? Re- people's goals have changed. People don't care yeah, but, anymore. But that don't make it about... right though. That don't make well, it right. We didn't say nobody said it was right. We didn't say about making it right and right is your own personal. And it's not acceptable like it's I'm not, not going to accept. I'm not. But listen, I'm not going to accept Kim Kardashian legendary or whatever. Like she may have changed the internet, but you know what? Like I said, it depends on how you come in the door to me. That's just my opinion, and, and to me, it's just that. It's, it's like <laughs> if you don't like it, it, but it's about, it don't change the fact what she did. That's the right, thing. About, yeah. That's, it doesn't change. We didn't say it was good or bad, but if, if know, she changed the game. And she made it. She actually didn't change the game. Who changed the game was that damn Paris Hilton. That's why she was riding. Yeah, that hurt too. For real, real talk. You got paid. And and it wasn't even Paris Hilton. It wasn't even Paris Hilton. See, most people don't study business because we don't. We want to do our own personal preferences. And and Mm -hmm. and and I'm not knocking what you're saying because I don't personally. I'm not a fan of Kim Kardashian as what she does morally and her body and all of that other things. I respect it, but it ain't my flavor. I'm, I mean, just be honest. But no, really, no doubt. I respect that. Well, who changed the game was Puffy. And I watched this on an interview, and he said he started doing something, and people never noticed. Humans mm. consume things based on popularity, and we want to get mm-hmm. in and we want to be popular. And he said one of his yeah. mentors told him, so you stop rocking all this Tommy figure and all this other stuff you rappers are rocking and not getting a check for it. And he mm-hmm. said something about when he got his Ph.D. from Howard, and people are up in the world, why would they give Puffy a Ph.D. in business and Howard? Because he's a, he is a master at what he does. He said what mm-hmm. people don't realize is the money is no longer in the music. It's in the brand. It's in the image. Mm-hmm. It's in the lifestyle. He said, I started doing that in the 90s, and I make most of my money on endorsements because if I promote a particular product, and it's a product that I use in my lifestyle, and other people like my lifestyle, they'll go buy that product. And that's how TVs make money. So Puffy started doing that. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, right, but hear me out. Honey, tr- trust me, I feel, I feel what you're right. saying. Like, you know, I, I have like. But hear me out. 
Kim Kardashian no, is doing the same is doing the same thing. You want to look, you want yeah, to have but... a little waist, a big booty. You want a little waist, a big booty, mm-hmm. a husband that got money, a family that likes you, a mom that supports you, all these sisters. You you have the best yeah, clothes. But... No, 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 People done got killed with Puffy. This is what I'm saying. Don't be a hypocrite when it's okay for rappers to do it. But you're saying, oh, oh no, no, I never said it was okay for rappers. Never said it was okay for rappers to do it. Never said that. But you said gangsters know what it's like. There's nothing cool about shooting people and selling drugs. Not at all. Not at all. But see, but see, no, let me stop you there because what I what I said, but listen to what I said, though. What I said was, when people did and talked about that gangster stuff or whatever, that's that's the Easy E's in them. They was in that life. Easy E was a drug dealer. He talked okay. about it, well, rapped about it, et cetera, et cetera. But but it wasn't but, exactly true enough. I understand that, but 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 there was a lot of police police brutality. There was a lot of stuff that other rappers was putting out there that the media did not no, capture no, no, until no, no. NWA it, it, did. So, we don't care about what the other rappers did. They were drug dealers. They were selling drugs to the community they were rapping to, and it was killing them. Kim Kardashian ain't killing people. Suge Knight was shooting folks. Right. They were crip walking. That is harmful. It don't matter what the people I agree. Who don't say they're I doing. Agree. So don't let's I agree. talk about it's okay for those guys to explore that lifestyle. But if Did not say that. get half naked and shake their butt because y'all are watching, dude, you're watching. Right, talk y'all about are watching. That's the key. No, it's just, the but it's just like this. It's watching. just like this. And, and, and I, you know, and, and I and I did. It's very true. And I did. And there's a lot of people who has, you know, several opinions. Like, I do, I'm not going to disrespect Kim Kardashian. She does what she does and, you know, more power to her. That's, that's, and it's just like the music industry nowadays. It's just like my brother who's been doing music since 05 and it's just like, you know, dude got talented music, can't get put on because there's so many people that's brainwashed by wanting to listen to the same thing over and over again doesn't make it right because that doesn't give other people a chance to shine like in Kim Kardashian's situation okay she's a social media socialite and she just like Paris Hilton they can make their bread and do what they got to do but when it comes to like other avenues like they're getting invited to XYZ but there's actors and actresses that can run rings around their talent and they're not getting the same do, just do just because they need to make room for Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton. And that's why it comes back around to your brand. That's why it comes back around to your brand. And you can't. You Absolutely. Can't, it's like, not even like, about. But see, but see it's not even it. about the brand no more. It is about the brand. It's about the brand. For example, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not about the brand, though. It's not about the brand no more. When they only allow when they only allow Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian in, it's not about the brand because they're not giving nobody else a shot. They're only giving the Kim Kardashians and the Paris Hiltons in. Let me give you this house right quick. Let me give you this right quick. Because I know this may be a little this may be a little different. I'm black, but I didn't grow up mostly around white people. I mean my black people. I grew up around mostly white people. Stop, think, stop talking about stuff got to be fair. Life ain't fair. Ain't no such thing as fair, dude. Hey, I, I, trust so me, I know. I had to open about, my own doors and do my own thing. Listen, trust me, listen, I know. Listen, listen, yeah, listen. True story. They don't nobody got to give you a shot. You make your shot. And you right. and Paris Hilton are in loud and things because they got a bunch of followers. We don't think mm-hmm. it's right. Hitler had a lot of followers. 
We don't say it so, right. So you saying that? So you saying that? So you saying that? That what was that? That extreme entertainment, uh, you know, place that promoted and pushed her uh, sex tape didn't put her on. Like if they didn't push that line, no, 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 she wouldn't no, have got no, put no, on. No, no she, she went to them and said, "This is what I will want to do." Instead of it leaking out on the internet and y'all making money off of me, let me get a check. Right. That's she how that works. She took control of her brand because the reason why yeah. she was doing a sex tape because white girls start getting put on for doing sex tapes. Mm-hmm. Paris Hilton dropped one. Pamela Hamel, Pamela Anderson yeah, that, dropped that one. That still don't make it right. I mean, I'm just saying morally right. That's just me, though. Like, that's just me. But here's the thing is, you're right, it is just you, because you have more empathy for someone selling crack to someone than someone taking off her clothes. See, see, you put words in my mouth. That's not even what I said. No, no, you didn't have to say that. But you keep talking about drug dealers and they live in that life. I got plenty of cousins that live that life. I got a cousin that got shot up and can't walk right now. I got a cousin that's I mean, dead right now. You, you I talking to somebody? You talking right. to somebody that that's, that's right. been in that life? Yes, that's that right. you talking to? But, but listen, but listen. You when you put words in my mouth, right. I gotta say something. I, I, I gotta say I something. You you know I did not. You saying that I'm accepting? You saying that I'm accepting the drug dealer rappers? You're saying I'm accepting that? I did not say that. I said the music that put they put out. I said the music they put out. They are. They were speaking about the life that they live. You gotta respect that. I did not disrespect Kim okay, Kardashian and what she what, does. I didn't. And I didn't. Say I did not say that. Them. I'm just I saying that say personally. That my opinion. But, my opinion mm-hmm. is this. My opinion is when mm-hmm. it comes to these rappers, when it comes to these people like Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton, all these people that's that's they're not. You know, and and you keep saying that. They're, okay, well, you gotta what? make your they're own lane. They're, when they're money. not, they're not, they're in the public eye, right? They're in the public but eye. It's accepted. The sex, they're, they're, but you know what? Money does not, you know, at the end of the day, okay, fine. No, you no, just no, go no. ahead. They because made, they made a certain amount of money, money, so no, no, money is power, made. but doesn't mean that you can have a whole bunch of money, honey. But you know what? That's not going to, that's not, your okay. legacy is going to be your legacy. So what is her okay. legacy okay. going to be after she gets she, old and she can't, she can't move it like she moving? What's going to be her legacy? When she dies, like if she, she dies, if she dies, if she dies tomorrow, what's gonna be her legacy? Her what's legacy, gonna be her, her sex tape? Her legacy. She gonna her be broke the internet. She changed. Her legacy is gonna be her sex tape and her money. There's a whole lot of women out there that change the way social media is too, though. No, like, no, no. Here's the whole thing. Hold on, hold on. Everybody, hold on. Here's the whole thing. 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 Here's and it was deplorable. And she said, I'm going to go make my money because my ex-boyfriend decided to leak this sex tape to make money because she was becoming famous for being around someone famous. That's just the thing. It is what it is. So she was like, oh, I'm coming up, and he's trying to make some money. No, I'm going to come up. They went and spent it off something bad so, and made so it something. So let me, let, me let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. So if you, if you have a daughter, I'm not sure if you do, but if you have a daughter and your daughter told you, I want to be just like Kim Kardashian, what is what are you gonna say? Oh, 
would ask for, well, what is it about Kim Kardashian? Why you want to be like her? I'd ask for why. The sex tape and being with Kanye West, and I want to be in the public eye and have a celebrity boyfriend, this, that, and the other. What What would you say if she said that? I thought I wouldn't. I wouldn't approve it, but if that's what you want to do, we'll see how that works out for you. You go and you go and you go. Wow. Okay. Because you know what? I got a thirteen. I got a thirteen year old. But you know what? I got a thirteen year old daughter. Listen, listen, listen. And I'm gonna say this because I got a thirteen year old daughter. Anyway. But you know what? Not, not, not really. Not, not really. But you know what? The goal is. The goal is this. The goal is this. I got it. But you know what? But you know yeah, what? If you don't ask that question, like, if my daughter, if, if my daughter was to ask me that question, if my daughter was to ask me that question, you know what? I would do what you said. I would ask her why. But you know what? I would, I would not just get dig deep. I would like, you know what? There's other females that can be able to hold court and do it in a respectful manner because to me, sex tapes and all do, that other so shit is not a respectful manner to me. You know what, Paige, Paige, I agree with what he's saying, but he didn't ask me for the whole conversation. He just asked me what I was going to say. I never thought right. I wouldn't have a deeper conversation with her later. But if I try to stop her, and the, I'm not going to try and to the stop why, her. And I, the reason why but, I say that, but, honey, but, and, and honey, the reason why I say that is because there's so many, there's hundreds of thousands of women of little girls that's just like that too, though. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. And guess what? My mentees are like that. And when they see me doing my thing, and I'm dressed to the nines every day, and I don't take my clothes off, and I make more money than every dude they know, and I do drive what I want, and I date the guys that I want, then I'm influencing some right here. The reason why these girls are influencing on Kim Kardashian because most people that are in our age group are too busy on social media to pay their kids any attention. So right. they look at Kim Kardashian because we don't go get Say our that. own money because we're worried about what Kim Kardashian doing. I don't even know what Kim. I don't that, even know she see, had that, a baby. That right there. Ago. Like she had a baby. She had a baby. Like how did you not know? Because I don't watch TV, and so I am the influence. I go get the money. I dress to the nine. I handle there my you business. Go. But my girls want to be like me. So right. Kim Kardashian. The problem is we don't have enough of us getting into business, so we look to celebrities and they influence because you're not making an impact doing anything else. And we need to stop getting this twist and saying it ain't about the money. That's bullshit. That's bull. It is. I love you I love what you said. I, I love what you said, and I'm 100% behind what you said. I would rather have your daughter or my daughter, like, take a look at you and what you're doing with your clothes on and doing what you want to do and handling it that way. It's just, to me, I think when but you mix in just your, No, 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 no. Like see, it, see that, that's that's the thing. I, I do not, like, I do not watch what she what she's all about. I don't pay attention to her like that. I don't watch her shows. I don't do whatever it is. I don't pay attention to that. But every other impressionable little girl does. And that's because, you know, they moms or they dads allow their child to be able to look, absorb, and watch. Well, the, so and that's, that's the, the thing. Problem. Like, I would rather, that's and what you said about your not daughter wanting to be like you, like you and not her, but there's a lot of other little girls out there that will come to whoever and say, you know what, I want to be just like Kim Kardashian. And I'm saying there's bigger fish to fry than just trying to be like her. I'm not saying that she did not change social media. I did not say that. But there's other things that you can do for yourself and for others that's deeper than anything that she's doing currently. Not about the money, not about the sex tape, not about not about who she with and who she married and how many kids she got by this dude. It's about what that woman or that little girl can do, not just with herself, 
but with the power that she can have with whatever talent that she do have. And it's deeper than trying to be impressed by. You can be inspired by anybody. I can be inspired by you guys. I can be inspired by Kim Kardashian. I can be inspired by Kanye West to make me do something else that's definitely not in their shoes. And that's what I was trying to get because, to me, it's deeper than anything social media. Like, we we got a topic about blacks and social media, and we see every anti-this, anti-that about social media, and it's not. It's deeper than that. If people can get and stop being impressionable and get caught up in this this mix, that's why music music ain't music no more. Because we had that when, you know, I don't know how old you guys are, but we grew up in that avenue where music meant everything to us. We went and we traveled and we did and we bought and we supported because music was creative. There's not a lot of creativity now because everybody got it too easy. Social media made it too easy for a lot of these impressionable kids because now they want to be just like they want to. I don't know how many times that y'all probably saw on social media somebody's trying to lighten their skin tone looking like Kim Kardashian, you know, get them butt injections, trying to have a butt as big as Kim Kardashian. That's the kind of stuff, breast, all that stuff done to look like somebody else, and that's not the lane that I want my child to be in, and I wouldn't want your child to be like that either. And that's what I was trying to say. It's too much of that. Let me say, but it came from when we grew up, because if you grew up in the 80s like I did, y'all dudes were putting these girls on these videos with these big loop dances. Don't yeah, say y'all music. because you know what, okay. but you know what, okay. there's but, a okay. lane for that, though. A majority of it, that I love, listen, I grew up in the 80s. I love all kind of rap, all kind of games. I'm from a little country town. For sure. And every video for I sure. saw on MTV was, was after MC Hammer, every other every other rapper having some half-naked girl in her video. And then she's shaking her butt. It is evolved. My parents say the same thing about us. I listen out of what we say about these young kids. I'm thinking my parents were saying the same But you know what we did, though? But you know what we did? Because you grew up like you. So we around the same age, though. So we we around the same age. So you know what? That's respect. But you know what we did, though? You know what we did back in the 90s? We respected, like, the, the older songs. We gave a lot of love to, like, yes. the, you know, the Luther Vandrosses, the, you know, you want to go backwards, the Jackson 5s, like, you want to go back to the Delphonics. We gave them a lot of love in the 90s, so we blended that in, so we paid attention. So that brought a, a, a generation together when you no, had Delphonics and Snoop Dogg and you had all these people did. bring it together. Well, we like, did, but our parents weren't right. saying that. Our parents were saying what we're saying about these kids. What I would say is stop. Blaming the kids, they are an evolution of what we started, and and start saying maybe we should stop blaming them. Like I tell my parents, stop blaming the kids that they're having these teenage babies. You now want to give your kids all these freedoms. These kids were my age, and you're letting them do stuff that you wouldn't do. Stop blaming the kids when you're their parents. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming the kids when you uh, I agree with that. Let's I stop agree. blaming the kids because they twerking. Stop giving your seven year old an iPhone. They have no job. Right. I don't understand what's coming. Well. No, I agree. Yes. Get the, listen, yes. but they need a phone. Give them a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> they need hey, for real. Yes. Hey, I, I didn't get my daughter. I didn't get. Hey, for real. And I didn't get my daughter. I didn't get my daughter a phone until she was thirty. You know, this year until she turned thirteen. And it ain't one of those little iPhones or none of that. Like none of that. Like but, you know, I I, I kind of had that. Right. Like, like, right. Hey, 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 I didn't have a phone when you paid a bill. And I bought it myself. And I, yeah, I paid but my own bill starting at 16. 
Right. Right. And I all I'm saying is just like the kids that, that we that we're saying that about them when our parents said that about us and it'll keep perpetuating and what happens is it's just I, I mean, I ain't gonna be funny. I listen to some of the music now and I'm like, I don't even know what these guys are saying and I say, Wait a minute, I sound like my mom. <laughs> why are you so what I right, doing, right. So why are you hey, looking every year backwards how this music progressed into something else, and every generation don't like the generation before their music. They just don't, because it's not what they right. used to. You know, but, but here's the thing, though. Super Freak from Rick James, that's a pretty perverted song, and my parents used to be jamming to it. I'm like, that's a pretty nasty song. And then, classic, when they were talking out, my mom was like, when, when 12K came out, my mom was like, oh, that's so nasty. I'm like, is it worse than Super Freak? I mean, have you really listened to that song? I mean, you know, you know, and they just came and told it. <laughs> I'm like, Mama, have you heard right. this? What she was saying? <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, all I'm saying is I think there just needs to be more communication and just say, Absolutely. Where, where can we interject? And I think at our age we can because we listen to some of this music that these kids listen to. We grew up with hey. Hip-hop. You, but let's say, hey, y'all, hey, that's not cool. Stop watching that. You right. You right in what you said. What you said about the fact that you know these these parents need to stop giving these kids these little avenues for social media because I don't let my daughter do nothing on Facebook or I monitor whatever little social media she has. Like I got mm-hmm. her passwords. Like I got that app where you can be able to look at every single you know, uh, you know, message or whatever that comes their way. It's like you got to have more control over your children. Like, you know, and and to me, I think that's important. That's the most important thing you can do for your kids is to police these kids nowadays because everything is so loose and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. You talked about, I think y'all talked about earlier, the, the, you know, the fact that, you know, there's too many women twerking now. Like my son, I don't have a son, but if I did have one, I wouldn't tell my son to keep looking at that. Like, look at the right female. Don't look at the female for right now. Look at the look at the right one, not right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. as you grow up and get older, like you know, even me, like when I was old, I was old enough. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't I didn't do a lot of stuff that most people were probably doing. So I was in my late teens. Like I didn't blossom and do whatever a lot of people said because you know what? I wasn't I wasn't trying to go the same lane as a lot of other dudes getting. You know, there were so many guys in my in my high school was. You know, dads at that age, like they were like 17, 16, 17, 18, already fathers. You know what I mean? And that's to me, that's not cool. Like it wasn't for me. You know, it was for them, but there were so many. That's why you're dealing with so many Debbie dads or dads that just went up and left or whatever, and you're dealing with the aftermath for all that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you got to keep a closer rein on your children. And in order to do that is you got to be able to talk to your kids about these damn, these damn shows and this fucking music that's out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Talk to them about it. Why is it not cool to twerk? Why is it not cool to watch certain reality shows when reality shows is all about fighting and all this negativity? Like, y'all got to change y'all lane and deal with and, something and on a honest, righteous so level. Let me interject there. To be honest with you, we have to change because, like I said, I you know, yeah. I, I've I study this kind of stuff. And the demographics for who's watching these reality shows and things like that, it's not them. The majority of the people who are watching these shows are the Next Legacy.